you to be real. Some of this stuff's gonna hurt today, but it's okay. One of the things I'm starting to realize is there's a small group of people that's really living the American dream. So it's telling you some good information. They're not showing you how to execute on those. All I'm saying is, as we move forward, we can't help certain things, but we're not gonna sabotage ourselves. I'm gonna show you why they execute and why you don't. But more of us could be living whatever life we want. But what they didn't show you is how you were supposed to do that. What I want y'all to start doing for me is having dreams and then give me a couple nightmares to go with the dream. For real, I just want you to make up in your mind like this could happen. Not because I want you to be spooked out, but I don't want you to get hit and you like, I didn't prepare for that. Let me be great. Let me be great. I can't see nothing in the summer From standing to jumping From the stats to the running numbers The spots were bumping Money and numb in the agony Of pain and tragedy Of worry mistakes we made Thinking we had it We were actually The wool was so far over our eyes Can't see the forest for the trees All the woods in the skies Demons driving within us More the lies and silence No excuses for losers I'm too far from a beginner But then we terrorize Trust that's verified County to count ounces and count to clarify Every trying to attempt to realize what I dreamt was shot down by who I was around, not a contempt. Yo, 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 it's JP on the FWM podcast. Fuck with me. The diary of the strong black people. And we hear guys back in the rabbit hole once again. And I got my boy Kenneth Roche back again. And he yeah. is in the building. Um, guys, we got something locked in for you guys that's going to be a real good treat oh yeah and so what we're going to do right now we're going to introduce first on what we have going on um we are now me and ken have been sitting down and we've been plotting and planning in a rabbit hole and what we're now going to do man is he is going to grace our platform and for the people uh, once a week and what he's going to do is he is going to now start giving you guys financial literacy and classes and he's going to give you some business acumen um, on how to business starting um, financial uh, teaching how to save your money free game. free game he is going to be for us and he is gone he has given us the opportunity to receive his game and he's been so gracefully to not turn a blind eye or turn his back and say nah I got a lot of stuff to do I can't I just got this going he wants to give it to you guys and he has found a home to be able to do it and I am so appreciative of him choosing the rabbit hole and the FWM podcast to be able to do that um, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to turn it to him to um, let him speak a little bit on what's going on. And, and we're going we gonna to get on to the rabbit hole business. Thank you. So, um, yeah, I appreciate you actually letting me even just uh, be on the platform. And um, my whole thing was always was um, I just always wanted to be able to give value back to my people. Um, and honestly, you know what you're doing. I really respect what you already got going on. And um, I just felt like, you know, even when we were creating everything we were creating, 
whole point of creating all this was for each other. You know what I'm saying? For us to have stuff to take pride into and for us to learn from each other and grow together. So, um, yeah, definitely. If you're going to be locked in with us, um, I'm telling you, this is some stuff. What, what my boy Ye said on the, um, on the interviews, I, I might, I might get killed for this. So. <laughs> hey man, but, but, but in that, but in the other sense though, bro, um, just locking in with you, man, we realized another thing that he said, bro, we are yes men, you know, and, oh, yeah. and, and guys, when you hear, when he said that yes men, and it's different from the yes man that we all talk about when it's the saying something to you, agreeing with you because they don't want to tell you the truth. Yes, men, as we can't tell people no of needing our help of elevating them. You know, it is okay not to tell someone if you are able to now, if you are able to lend and extend the helping hand to help to say yes to. Like he said, though, until you fight his hand and you turn your back on him or you try to shit him. But he said, on the other hand, too, he's always welcoming you back after you apologize. Yeah, and I respect that, honestly, because really, that's what we own, really, because a lot of stuff, even some of those feelings sometimes, that's some generational curse still, you know, and I feel like, you know, saying us getting older, like we turn into the new OGs of our family. Some of the stuff we got to start breaking, we, we got to start breaking that whole new grudge against your family member, holding these little money issues and little petty stuff, you know what I'm saying, that you can't you can't take home. I mean, honestly, I felt when he told his pops, like, bro, you can have access to all the money in my account because I'm just going to make more. But I even take, I took that a step further. Like, truthfully, what are we on this earth to do, bro? Like, think about it even from a deeper standpoint. Where are you going to take it when you leave? You know what I'm saying? It's really all about time and family, really, when you think about it. Because I feel like, personally, like, one day I'm gonna be so old that I eventually die, and when I die, I go into heaven. Hopefully, I keep my life right. What would have an argument for twenty dollars, a thousand dollars, twenty thousand dollars would have ever meant? Like, what would it have ever meant? What would it have ever meant to be rich in this lifestyle or in this lifetime? It doesn't. Um, the thing about it is when you die. It's the imprint that you leave. I agree with that for sure. It's the imprint that you leave because your question was, what are we living for? A purpose. What's your why? Everybody has a purpose and that is why you were created. You were created to give something to the people. You're supposed to give it to the people because it is not yours. We were created with something that it is not ours. We don't possess it to keep. We have to give it. We have to give. It's just like they get it, the tithes and offerings. So misconstrued because they put a dollar sign on 10%. Our tithe is really because we have to give that to a building. That's the money part of it. Right? Thank you. I get tired of people talking about tithes. They like give that 10% to a building. But your tithe is what God has given you your purpose and what he has given to you to give to the community, to give to the people. That is your 10%. What he gives you spiritually, you are supposed to go and give that. But they have put that 
a dollar sign to a building that has to be paid bills like water, central air, and heat. So they are giving that and saying that's your tithe. Whatever you make profit on your paycheck, give it back. No, it is what God has given you your gift. Spread it. If you are an artist, painting, singing, dancing, basketball, football, give your gift to the people to inspire them. That's what the why is. But the why, you have to find out what it is. And that, that, that goes for yourself. Nobody can't tell you what the gift that you have to give. Now, people can feel it and see it and say that's what you need to move forward on. But the thing about it is, you still have to find within yourself, is that really true? And if it is, if you feel what they're saying is true, how can you master it and give it to the people the best way that you can for them to grow off of that and build on it? Yeah, I mean, I agree. And then, I mean, some of this stuff, uh, going back to generational curses, I mean, some of this stuff you really didn't know how to do. Like Even some of the people that you would look for some of this information for, like I tell people all the time, hey, you might be your difference maker in your family. You might be that person that starts showing that initiative. You might have to be the person that gets everybody together and say, hey, we got to get this together. But um, yeah, I think um, for sure, you know, if we're talking about just your why, though, I feel like you can look at that two ways, too. Because also, you have a why to serve, but then what is your why as a motivation? Mm-hmm. I always think about my why as a motivation. So, and when I go back to what is money, you know, money really wouldn't mean anything to me eventually, but my why's will always mean something to me. So my time, mm-hmm. you know, I, my time means a lot to me. So that's one of my why's, you know, that's one of my non-negotiables when I'm thinking about anything in business. Um, personally, my son, you know, being a father, you know, that part, that part has layers if you take pride in it too. I mean, because to be a father is to be a protector, mm-hmm. to be a provider, mm-hmm. you know, to be there for him, to teach him things, you know. So, I mean, I, I, I put that into all of my business uh, standpoints. And then that, that usually is my drive to go out there and give my gift, if that makes sense. So, okay. So, now, when we go in that with this and, you know, we, we definitely put together a, a nice street. Um, so I'm going to even segue into it, you know, even with just saying taking a chance on your dream. Right. So when we set that blueprint right now, what you were saying about family and how the generational wealth uh, face card, face card is 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 credibility. When we say exactly. credit, we just we 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 do a lot of things that we use that we break up like credit. It's credibility. We don't use the full word. We just say credit because of credit score. But you know, face card is your credit score. It is your credibility. And they just in the eighties, they just put a number on your face card and your credibility and made it a credit score. You know what I'm saying? But people don't realize how important your face card is. You know what I'm saying? And 
What's your opinion? Um, well, I mean, for starters, I think to even go e- even deeper to, I guess, the history side of it, we even got to remember, like, you know, at one point in time, even before money was a true transaction, the barter system was a true thing. So barter system meaning like, hey, I see Justin. I know Justin has corn. Hey, Justin sees me. He knows I have rice. We're not trading money for that. We're trading our time and our inventory and different things like that. We're even. It's an even trade at that point because we're using the barter system. Okay, let's go into um, a segue into now. I would say after slavery, let's talk about it. We had, I would say, the Black Wall Street is a good time period to put it in. But even our parents can remember a time where, you know, you would go to Mister Jones for this, you know. And it was just a, a community of people that supported each other. I mean, when you fast forward in today's world, I mean, we don't have the same structure. But what I would say with face card, though, I would say in my eyes, face card is a form of money. You know, um, one of the ways I can go into detail with it, but me and my partners call face card in 2021 is called social currency. Mm-hmm. You ever heard of the word social currency before? Somewhat. No, don't worry about it. We created it, so don't worry. Okay. Well, when so when when you add some social currency, it's just certain things that just line up that either sound the same or it can coincide the same. You know. Well, what I'm saying? well I'll give you some details in it, um, just so we stay on the same. Um, personally, social currency for me, um, is the same as face card, but I use it in business. So. I would say, and guys, this is a way, I mean, you can literally use this right now to get busy. So I'm telling y'all, make sure y'all pull out your paper and pen right now. Listen to what we're talking about. But um, the way I use social currency is based off of when I was growing up. So when I was growing up, hey, cool guy. I always make sure I never did anybody wrong. I always paid all my debts back. You know, I always was always uh, just a friendly person to be around, just an easy person to talk to. You know, moving forward in business, how I do that now as a social currency is some of my business contracts are based off of friendships and relationships. So when I say social currency, guys, some of your friends, matter of fact, look at your friends right now and just see like who could you use to help your life grow? Who is a friend right now that you can call right now to help your life grow? If you honestly can't think of that, like in two seconds, you need to start looking for some new friends. And, and when you say this, not to cut you off. No, you good, bro. We're here together. Uh, not saying who can help you out of a bind of, I need $20 to, to put gas in my car to Friday, or uh, <laughs> I just need somebody right now. I, I got some gossip that I need to get off my chest, or I have something that I need to talk about of, of elevating your life. Yeah. Like who could you a go into business with as a friend? I like that. Or who can as a friend invest in you, trust you enough to take their money out of their account, their hard-earned money, and invest in you because they see you have a dream. Because I've heard you say a lot of things too, and I want to go into this is how instead of you spending the cash out of your pocket. You spend other people's money a la credit. So 
that's what we have to learn. And that is one thing I want you to hit on on that too, on how people need to correct that part of their life and stop fearing of credit. If that is going to be the rule now, if that is going to be the standard of life, that is going to be how you move, how you're going to be able to, to, to start your own. We don't want to start our own because we're so ready and willing to want to just grind it and save our money because we don't want to go and borrow and say, hey, can I have? Because you're so afraid of hearing no, 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 no. But because you haven't taken the time to put together financial responsibility of working on your credit, you sometimes you have to ask for a loan or for you have to ask for something for someone to trust that, oh, yeah, he paid, he keeps his word, he pays it back. So we can, because a loan is just another investment. It's from the bank. A loan from anything is a loan and an investment for you to, and they have to get that return, which is your interest rate or, and the return of the interest rate is their profit, first of all, but more so the return period, because some people get 0% interest, just to, you know, if you're good enough, but the return is getting that back that I gave. Congratulations. You gave it back. You did what you needed to do. I'm glad you did it. You gave us our money back. Fly away, sir. You know what I'm saying? But we are so afraid of hearing no because we haven't taken the time to work and improve. But it does because we don't want to take the time that it takes to do the right thing. It, it doesn't take anything to start paying things off, paying things on time, starting to just take the $200 credit card limit that we got because it's just $200. We, because we know our buying habits are way than $200. It's way higher than $200. So if you go and get $200, you know, I can spend that immediately. So we don't want to discipline ourselves with just that $200. But, you know, the word said, you know, you, you, you take care and you're appreciative. Uh, and, and you and you protect and do good with the few and I will make you rule over many and a lot of people don't take heed to them and and it just blows my mind yeah I mean and honestly you know it's you know it's human nature really um, but I like how you brought down credibility though early, earlier because you know a lot of times you know even when I started business some of my plays were just from the credibility of knowing I was a good person. So I would say, um, yeah, credibility is something you need to really look at. Um, for people who have credit or spending problems, I would say the first way you start off with that is you definitely want to look into mindset training and then go into financial literacy. Because there's so many ways that, um, honestly, you can use the same money you spend every day and you know what I'm saying, get credit for it, you know, mm -hmm. but I would say um, just to stay focused on where we were originally starting, um, with face card, um, I would tell people to start really using that as a real thing, as a value. So if you have a friend, right, that I would say even business owners right now, you got a friend that gets a lot of likes when they post something, you know, use that friend to post something for you. You know, little stuff like that, that's what I used to use in my in my spaces. And then I just grew it from there. But I would say um, 
one of the main things moving forward with um with business I've been learning is you kind of got to look at business like, and I guess we can go into like, why people get scared to use credit. We got to look at business like. Let's 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 think about business guys and let's put it to a whole nother mindset, right? Think about I want y'all to get in the mindset of a drug dealer, right? Let's go there with it. We can talk about some of this on podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is actually in one of my mentorships too. So it's a diary. Yeah, yeah, honestly. And, and this is gonna be in one of my mentorships, one of the um breakdowns of what we're talking about. So y'all this is free game. So think about when you you're a drug dealer, right? So I'm not talking about like somebody who's just selling some nicks and dimes. I'm talking about you getting fronted. So, Justin, and this is anything, not no inflammation or anything. This is <laughs> solely, <laughs> solely for just imagery, imagery only. <laughs> Let your mind imagine. All right. So, Justin is a drug dealer, right? And Let's see. I'll be the plug, whatever. So when Justin is coming, you know, what you got to do, you got to get in front of the site, right? Because mm-hmm. you about to get put on, right? Mm-hmm. So instead of thinking of business and credit as something different, think about yourself as a drug dealer and the credit as the plug. So get your mindset thinking from a different space. So after that, the plug gives you a set, right? Mm-hmm. So just like you said in that same mix, after you sell that sack, you got to get the plug, his money back, right? Mm-hmm. What you do with the real? You go back out that way. You that, that's your profit. Well, you profit. got. Well, you go. Hopefully, you make a profit. That's, that's first and foremost. You hopefully you make a profit. So what you so you teaching them something right there? So make sure you working on your margins. You know, make sure you sell because you want to sell the product for the right thing to make the money. Mm-hmm. So that means you got to upsell to make your money. Mm-hmm. You know, so we talk about upselling. You know, guys, listen. You know, this is all the same stuff you think about in business, but you think about it from a wrong aspect. Um, and then after that, like I said, you know, you got to bring the bread back, right? Mm-hmm. So when you bring the bread back, right? What's the next thing the plug automatically does? He's gonna crunch you one more time. He's gonna crunch you again. Because you brought your money back. So, okay. So, just as if we putting it as in uh, you taking out a loan, right? So, yeah. whenever that you're needing that again, he knows he's going to do what he needs to do and pay me back. Well, not even. Not even. As a business owner, create a market that you know you already know how to sell. So, if you're a drug dealer already, you already know how you met the club. You were oh, yeah. eligible you were to meet the club. Yeah, you was politicking. So, the same thing. You go out there and you sell your product, but you already done created that space already for yourself as a business owner. But the biggest thing I always tell people is have confidence. Well, in the streets anyway, in the streets anyway, depending on what you, it, when you go to talk to that plug anyway, you got that. He got to feel that you got enough clientele anyway. So even with that, you got to have references. Confidence, walking there confidently, you know what I'm saying? Confidently to talk to them, but you got to have reference. Yeah, but but Thanks, God. but again, you know, if you if you already know that you have a market that you're gonna sell this at. Yeah. So we're we're talking about the aggressive entrepreneur. I'm not gonna talk I can't really teach right now on someone who does have a great product. 
this is solely for someone who has a great product. Like if you're selling the wings from Wayne and Savannah or something like that, then that'd probably be a great product. You know, you and it make is. Make a lot of money. So. Great chicken. So, I, 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 Shameless plug. Shout out to that. Uh, if y'all want to follow us, W I N D N I T S A B on Instagram. But yeah, um, but it's, if a, you, it's a shame that you didn't already start off with that. But you know, hey, we here with it. Hey, it's never too late. We here. We here to teach. We here to teach. But same thing. Like I said, this is for someone who has a great product already. So if you have a great product, and I would say even a step further, think about it. You were already having to buy product at first. Like you had to buy up front, right? Mm-hmm. So think about if you already having a good product, you use that same real money. Mm-hmm. Don't mess up real money, y'all. So with credit, when you get your, when you get all your inventory that you need, go make the money back, guys. Literally put the money back with your credit and then use the babies that you made off of. Use the extras. Use the, use the cap. Use everything. And I, I just, I teach people to use that because that's a small way just of just keeping yourself manageable. Like, think about it, because guess what? If you don't bring the plug money back, what's going to happen? Oh, hey, man. They might have to come see about it. Yeah. Just like that credit score when we drop. Yeah. So you got to have that same feeling. I even go a step further. If you don't want to pay your credit card bills, people, but I know some of y'all girls that don't like to pay that credit card bill. <laughs> Why do you have your money, that money in that debit card for? Just yeah. when, because you, the plug will give you the sack right back. Mm-hmm. Like, do, okay, do y'all know the moment you pay your credit card bill, you can use the same money, if not that same day, the next day? And that, yeah, and, and that's the great, that's the thing, that's the mindset I had to have. Because it's so crazy because you think if I pay that, now my bank account is empty. But all you did was transfer the money to just keep your credit score high. But you can use the same damn money for the same thing you were going to use the debit card money for. But it's a mind thing. It's a mind thing. It's and a you mind why it's thing generational. zero here, but having my limit here. But that's something that I had to get myself together, too. But you got to, though. You got to be on it because this is the thing. You'll overspend. Yeah. You're overspent if you're not locked in on it. So what I'm teaching y'all is like some aggressive, like, like I'm talking about literally, you got to be like real, real strict with yourself, you know? And I mean, honestly, if you, if you can get to a space where you can even just get strict with yourself in that space, I mean, you'll literally be able to grow your credit score just off of paying the normal stuff you pay every day. So what I would challenge somebody to do right now um, is for one, if you already have a credit card, Try to get a credit increase. Literally hit your credit card up right now. All the customer service say, hey, um, I got Blase Blase credit card. My name is Blase Blase. I want to see what my credit increase look like. And whoever get a credit increase, uh, just shout us out in the comments for some free game because <laughs> honestly, yeah. you have more money to use. But um, I guess in that same space, we can go straight into uh, some credit acts too. Um, another one that you want to try to do is uh, you never want to spend or when I say spend, I'm about to teach y'all like some real like number plan stuff. So preach. preach. When, when you, when I say you don't want to spend over 30% of your percentage. So let's say, okay, our, our limit is a thousand. Let's just use a thousand. Right. So what's 30% of a thousand? 300, right. 
you know, so you can't spend more than 300 to a thousand, right? Mm-hmm. But the goal is not just to not, because that's always been a myth like, hey, don't spend 30% of your credit card, don't spend 10% of your credit card. That's true, but it's a way you can get around actually showing if you spent more than 30%. So, so it's this thing called, so you have, okay, so you got like three dates. You got a due date, you got a statement date, and then... Um, availability date. Yeah, then you got the availability date when you can, well, you got the continuous um like date where it's like, I think it's just two due dates. I'll just say due date, statement date, so I don't get y'all confused. Uh-huh. Because the other date is something you'll never even see, like, unless you call them. But that, you really need another hack. If y'all don't have paper and pen right now, you are a freaking idiot right now. Write this down right now. So another hack, when you're doing this, call all your credit cards right now. Ask them, hey, just even ask them, make them work. What's my due date? What's my statement date? You'll see a trend that your statement date is two or three days usually after your due date or two or three days before your due date. Statement date is what it's about, guys. So what I do personally, some of my cards, I get like sometimes 2% back. People who love savings accounts so much right now, I think the best you can get off a savings account is 0.00. You can't even get a whole penny. You can't even get a whole penny like for like a thousand dollars in the bank. You might can't even get a whole penny for like ten thousand dollars in the bank on the low. But that's neither here nor there. But how you can get your money to work, instead of thinking that old way of people used to teach us keep your money in your savings account, let your money work in your credit, your credit card. So I got one credit card that's literally solely based off of cash purchase. Mm-hmm. So every time I use this card, I get two percent back off of whatever I spend on it. Mm-hmm. I'll run that car to the very limit. So we just gonna say our limit is a thousand still. Mm-hmm. So now I'm sounding like I'm contradicting myself. I just told you not to spend over 30 and 10%, mm-hmm. but I'm going to a thousand. Reason why we can spend a thousand is you're keeping up with that statement date. Mm-hmm. Again, statement date is important. It's usually three days after your due date. What you always need to do is make sure you have your payment in down to the 30% by the statement date. By the due date. Oh, about a due date. When do I do date? Sometimes it might be the weekend, might be falling on a Friday, you know, just how that week goes. So sometimes you might run into business days. So let me ask you this. <clears throat> By your statement date is when it shows how much you spent, right? But your due date is when you have to pay it all back. So let me ask you this. You don't have to beat the statement date because your statement date is how your is when they send it in to where it shows that it's 30, you used over 30%. But if you bring it back down to 30% by the statement date, do your credit not hit, take a hit? Because so it's going to take a hit by just the due date of paying it late because I I, I I see that I I get punished for for my usage. I never pay it late, but I get punished by my usage. So mixer, I call that the mixer. So I can tell you exactly what's happening. So what it is is after the statement date uh-huh. is directly when they start charging. Exactly. So what the reason I say pay it on due date time uh-huh. is because you'll have that payment secured by then. 
but you don't have, you can pay literally. So you pay, if you spend a thousand, you can pay just 600. On the due date. On the due date. Yeah. And still have that 300 balance still hanging on there because you want to show 30%. Or you can put it down to $100. You just only, and you still didn't have to pay that whole thousand dollars back if you just really trying to run it up. Because you're really not getting punished because you have to just pay the bare minimum and keep it under 30%. And I think people get it so misconstrued that I got to pay it back by the due date. You get the interest occurred if you don't pay the whole thing back. Yep. But the issue is your punishment on your score is if you don't follow the rules of by statement. showing the statement of not going over the percentage that you're supposed to do. And that's the loophole that we run into yep. because we're so we're scared now of getting it because we like, well, down. Once I get to that limit of knowing that I, that's how much I have to pay back. So if I got a thousand dollar credit card, if I never have a thousand dollars in my bank account, how the fuck when I get to the thousand dollar limit, how the hell I'm going to pay it back? Bingo right there. You just did something right there. Why the fuck are you spending a thousand dollars if you ain't got it in your bank account? Bank account. Why are you spending a thousand dollars if you're not about to use it to make money back? That is our two problems in our community. So talking to that person, that's your issue. Because what I spend is based off of A, like, and this is literally the only time I spend on my credit cards. A, if I'm going to make some more money back or B, if it was already money that I had in my account. And guess what? It's no point in using my debit card. I'm going to use my credit card. Guess what? When I use my debit card, I'm going to have all the sacrifice. Let's just say if somebody scammed me on this thing, guess what? I'm going to take all the hit for it. But guess what? If somebody scammed me with me paying my credit card, and just to kind of give y'all a quick little tool, debit card is unsecured money. Credit card is secure money. So let's just say if somebody ever scammed you with your debit card, you'll never get the money back most of the time. If somebody scammed you with your credit card, you get it back the same day. But what I always tell people is I only spend based off of, like I said, those two situations. A, I'm about to buy something that can make me money. I'm going to literally put the money right back in after I simply make the money. Or B, I'm only spending this because it was something I already had to pay for. I already had to get gas. I already had to eat that day. I already had to pay my rent. It's not to already go shopping. But <laughs> it's not already to go eat something more expensive that day. You know, it's it's what you would already spend. So you that's the part that you got to be, you got to govern yourself. So that's people issues right there. And honestly, that's a personal thing. And um, again, I always tell people, man, mindset is a major thing you got to work on because why, why would you, like, think about it. Why would you spend money that you don't have just to spend? Like, that's, that's the backwards moves already. So I would tell anybody, like I said, if you could, if you want to run this play, like I said, make sure you're paying it by the due date. If you pay it by the due date, you'll literally, I'm talking about, it'll literally show whatever you pay it down to 30%, you pay it down to 10%. Me personally, I pay it down to 10% because I like mine to show 10% so I can get those boosts in every month. And that's just a thing that I do. But this is the thing I never, I never overspend based off of what I already know that's coming in. But that's the game that they play. Um, they know 
on that, we never have a certain amount. So they show us more to keep us debt. If I've never, if I never have a thousand dollars in my bank account, but they're gonna give me two grand on a credit card when I know I have that, and I never know how to <laughs> take care of that because I never have that in my bank account, I am going to abuse that. That's the game that they play, and that's going to continue to keep us in debt because as soon as we're the in the mindset, you know that I have notice because of watching statistics and hearing which I, I don't like to you know ride on things with statistics because it can be skewed and altered depending on the fear that they want to provide oh, to get you to do you to get you to do what they want you to do but just paying attention to conversations and behaviors the thing about it is they they know that it's they're going to at first hold on so tight and don't get close to that to that uh to that limit. So they're gonna only spend what they know that they can pay back because they know how much they're already always seeing in their bank account. So they're never gonna go over that limit and not even how much that they have in their bank account, but how much they know that's not going to kill them paying back. That's not gonna hurt their debit card by paying back. But it's so backwards. And as soon as they have to either a things get tight that they have to use that credit card to because they have it there for emergencies. But if you overly spend through the emergencies or you just start spending because you know you have it, the soon as you get to that limit and you like, damn, I can't pay that back. That's how those charge cards get sent to collection. And now there goes your credit score getting hit. Now you fucked up. And that's how we get into those situations. Boy, that's, that's like, that's some real like good, great shit. Like, that's like some shit like, okay, if somebody got some candy in your face, like you just gonna eat it every time. The like, dangling carrot. Like, that's, that's like, we gotta grow up, guys. The, like, the, the carrot is what we always wanted. What we gotta we grow could up. Have. We gotta grow up. And they up. dangle it there. And they like, do you want it? Do no, no, no. It? See, this is the thing. See, what we teaching as a new essence for my community is starters, you got to be responsible. Like, you got to be financial literate. And the goal is, is you can't, you can't make decisions based off of impulse and you can't just make bad decisions no more. Like, we got to, we got to start looking at this stuff. Like, I, now see, this is the part. I can feel an emergency and but I feel like in our community we still make up what an emergency is. That's what I was about to say. I was gonna say like that's what I was thinking about when you said that. It's just it's just like I mean it's just like one of them things like we we just gotta grow up, y'all. Like we gotta grow up out of that. Like like no, like it's not right. Like <laughs> Um, are you popping the hand right? Yeah, now? yeah, it's 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 You're popping the hand. Yeah, it's, it's really not right. right. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Y'all y'all about to get some of this, but yeah, <laughs> the thing is, is you're supposed to be using it as a resource. So the difference is, and just to give you a different outlook on the balance of how you could use it. See, me personally, I I look for accounts. I know people that get a new credit card every day. So 
The next thing is, is about, it's just about being responsible with money. If you can't be responsible with money, then that's a whole nother mindset thing. And that's why we tell people, honestly, it's really an important thing if you start a business, man, to really, really deep dive into mindset. Like, I'm telling you, because it'll, because you'll look at stuff differently. Like, you won't look at spend, you won't look at spending the same. Like, I don't just spend money. Like, I don't just spend money. Like I don't, I don't remember the last time I just like just spent some bread. Like I'm talking about, like, and it's just like that's just my switch though. Mm-hmm. When I spend it, every time I spend money, or if it's a, if it's like I'm spending, it's always to make it. It's always to spend to make more money. So we gotta stop looking at just even things like the things we want and the things we look for. Like we gotta like change our mindset on how we go about these things. You want to live that lifestyle. You want to do these things. You have to position yourself to do it. So one of the things that I even do is, I mean, I'm talking about like coming out of my job position, you know, I used to give myself punishment. If I didn't finish my notes, I'm not eating no steak or nothing that week. I'm not eating no, I'm not eating out that whole week. I don't even think, I don't even think some of my community out eating out for a week like we can't cut out not buying something for a month you know not buying a new fit or something it's just like that's that's some of our reasons why we can't move forward in those spaces because technically like bro i'm gonna just be real with you it's it's it's, it's not a day dangling nothing in y'all face it's mm-hmm. it's it's opportunity dangling in our face and instead of doing the right thing with it we're doing the that we're being the cause of our own diminished, like you said. And I mean, but it's it's not a, like, credit has always been looked at as, like, a bad thing. Like, like your credit score is honestly based around your responsibility also. I would say that that has a lot to do with responsibility, paying your bills on time, you know. That's something you should, like, choose to do. Like, what are we doing? Y'all going out, like, don't we have some kids out here? Like, don't we got bills we got to pay? Like, y'all got to really, like, make sure we we just go into stuff, you know, really looking into it, you know, so as a responsibility. So, okay, and I want you to touch on this. And this is the reason okay, why we have you on, um, not being afraid to ask questions and using you as that vessel to, uh, to enlighten. So... It's going to be a lot of questions that's being asked to give the answers. I may be oh, speaking yeah. for some, and there may be some questions that some may want to ask. And hell, it may just be the questions that I have, which I ain't no, it ain't no stupid questions. But okay, Never. let me ask you Don't this. How do you feel and what's your take on, um, okay, when we went through the pandemic? And they started giving, they started complaining about, okay, you want to shut us down? We got to go to work. That bill's supposed to still be paid. Now we we the people stood for that, complained about that, and held their feet to the fire to see what they were gonna do. They ended up saying, "Okay, we hear your complaint. We hear your cries. So here is SBA. Here is unemployment. Here is an extra boost on the unemployment." Jimmy. Here's a stimulus with all of that money that they gave out. Now, a lot of people took advantage of that. 
But it's a lot of people that are stemming on saying, yeah, we don't deserve to just be out here laboring. So, yes, if you're going to give us that money, because we've been we've been slaving since the beginning of time. We deserve this. We deserve you to give us the money. But we have not in all this time now that they have taken all of that away. Now they're going back and investigating people having that they just gave the unemployment away and they never really looked at the application to see if you really deserved it. They just overly paid. And now they're like, we're coming back to take it back from you. But how do you feel about people not positioning themselves the way that they were supposed to positioning their spending habits and, and then not putting themselves in position, not all people, some did, but some not positioning themselves and putting themselves in the lane of starting financial freedom or starting something on your own so when stuff went back to normal or what we we may not call it normal because it's never going to go back to normal but the normal that is going to be from this point forward that we have to get in our minds of okay so this is going to be the normal let me adjust let me adapt and let me move in this way but how do you feel about how the people are now time has passed them by and they're playing catch up because it's like well shit they cut the extra unemployment now and unemployment is only going to last for X amount of time. They're giving you a limit, but you, 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 you exhausted it to the last three checks that you're going to get. Now you're trying to find a job. And then now when you're coming back, when they're saying, you saying, Hey, I'm sorry. Um, I was tripping. <laughs> uh, I don't know what I was thinking about. That's a good um, story, I need a job. <laughs> um, are you guys hiring? And they're able to pencil with you because you got to come back. They know, they know they need the labor, but they also know you need a job. So they're going to try their luck because they are not, they're knowing and hoping that you don't have the confidence in your mind to say, there's plenty of jobs hiring. You're going in there and putting your foot down of saying, what is it that y'all paying? Oh yeah, that's, yeah, I, that's not enough. I'm sorry. I, I appreciate your time and shake hands and walk out. They're not expecting people to stand their ground like that. And we're not expecting a lot of people are not going in there with the confidence to speak on what they deserve if they go back into that workforce working for somebody after they've gotten there. Because a lot of this shit was to recharge your mind after you've been working so hard. The, the stimulus the unemployment was to recharge you for you to start game planning if you want to start your own. But if you didn't, how are you going to go back into this workforce with a fresh, energized mind to go back to work and with a change of, of, of direction on how you're going to better yourself to move forward? But how do you, you see that? How do you feel on the missed opportunity and the, the, the wide open shot that you passed off and gave it to somebody because you were scared of taking that shot in this. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I ain't gonna lie. That's a really good question. And I, and I really think it's a, it's a couple different groups we can talk about. So I think when I sympathize the most with, and we'll start with that, um, is the group of people that 
you know, got affected by work. So think about it, a server, a bartender, you know what I'm saying? I know some of those jobs are very secure jobs. You know, a, a bartender can be in a potential more than sometimes general manager. Make. And the reason I'm saying this is like this is because, you know, these are positions that didn't need school. You know, some of these didn't, and some of these come with longevity. So they've been, been with the company sometimes a long time. Because the they, bars are never going to close. Yeah. They want you to get drunk. Well, this is the thing. They did close for a minute. Wow. So I, I say with those people, like, they they already had a lifestyle. You know, you could never pay them their money back for their lifestyle. So everything they they got, they had to spend it. Not to mention it's still getting slowly back to And, you know, it's getting more sociable, but it grew back into it. But, you know, people like that, you know, they were they were in the mix. You know, they got children. You know, they got family. They got bills. You know, so I sympathize with that type of person. Now, the person that could have used it, you know, to better themselves or could have used the employment instead of instead of just not or instead of just spending employment, either saving it or not putting it back into investment. I mean, I've heard sometimes everybody don't feel like they want to be a business owner or want to be into that type of stuff. And some people just enjoy life like that. And it's it's one of the ones that, you know, some. Some people, I feel like at this point, I'm learning that you can't say, you know, and, and that type of person will always have a poverty mindset. You know, they always will be doing, honestly, broke shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? They ain't going to never really be on nothing, like nothing consistently. You know, they're going to get a job. They're going to work it. They're going to take a couple vacations. They're going to be back in the same position and look at it up again and constantly being a new employee and constantly, like, you know, so the unemployment thing, you know, I, I felt like, you know, it was already getting over on it. So it only highlighted how people could just sit at the house. But I mean, yeah, my sympathy was for like people who couldn't work that had some of these basic jobs that's kind of even in our community, like some of our highest paid jobs are a bartender and a server, like in our community. So I just felt like, you know, those people got affected bad, you know. I even think about even, like, catering services that do, like, big venues, you know. They got they got affected unless they got, like, loans. So when you say SBA loans, like, that was a space where they actually used it to balance out what they had going on. These people pulling, like, thousands, thousands, thousands worth of food. So it's just like, I feel like it was a gift and a curse for certain, certain people. And the people that saw this as an opportunity, this was your chance. Like, you know what I'm saying? This was that time in, in space where you didn't have distractions, you know, because really that pandemic, you know, if you ate during the pandemic, you know, you really didn't have too many distractions to mess with you. So you had a lot of time to lock in and focus, you know? So, I mean, outside of just the everyday distractions of the world, you know, I feel like that's just... That's just humans anyway, you know, and that's why you have successful people. That's why you have employees. That's why you have managers and that's why you have bums. You know, I, I feel like a human is, I mean, a person is only going to do what they feel like they need to do at that point. And, you know, that's just what it is. So, yeah, I mean, personally, you know, my business, we we grew through the pandemic. So, I mean, honestly, you know, I, I think I'm pandemic honestly I, I, I do happen. too I do too I do too because it gave me 
some time to really sit down and and see what it see everything for it, it for what it, what it really is um and not living in that fantasy that they have been taking this simulation to be um this is one thing that i i've heard i've seen you know we we tell people and we live so highly on our hopes and dreams and we tell our hopes and dreams and we tell what we're passionate and what we want in life and what we want to better us and that's just our hope and dreams and somebody told me something the other day they gave me a saying they said you know hope is dope and 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 with what hope is dope is what do you see dope is in something that's a drug and we get high off of hope. We get high off of hope and we get so high off of it. We get so addicted to it that all we want to do is just keep smoking our hope, keep doing our hope. And we get so high. And when you get high, you think, but when you get high, depending on what drug you're doing, you can't move. It just have you stuck. So you don't move your feet. We we makes you think and makes you sit. It opens up your mind. But a lot of things is depending on what you do, you just smoke weed to just relax yourself and just to think. You know what I'm saying? Ecstasy or whatever. You get high. Now you want to clean up. You want to do whatever. Dope. You know what I'm saying? Cocaine. Now you, you jittery. You can't even stop moving. You know what I'm saying? That type of dope, you just, you here, you there, you're everywhere. But, but weed is the most thing that makes you just sit, think, and just hope, and just think, and it opens up your mind, and we, we get so high off of hope, and then that's all we got. Oh, don't put no action on It's just, and we just keep telling people, this is what I want to do. This Open is how I want to do it. Y'all put no smoke on yeah, you're like you don't you don't put no type of action towards no. it, and it's just like, fuck, like what, what, when are we going to? You know, we just we saying things because it sounds real. When we're in conversation, somebody tells us their aspiration, their dreams, or what they're doing, we combat with what we want to do or what we're hoping, what we're dreaming, just for a competition of just saying, well, I got a good idea too. But it's just an idea. It's just your hopes. It's your dreams. What are you doing to move forward on? You know, I we are some blind walkers. And it's just like, even with the blind walker, like, it's just like being a blind walker, people say, well, you know, you got to trust in what you're doing. But being a blind walker is so much different as of walking in faith and not by sight. It's, yeah, it's so really. being a blind walker is so different from walking in faith and not by sight because all you're doing is you're not even you don't even have no type of faith on what you're doing. Yeah, and and I'll say even just like even kind of piggybacking off what you're saying, it's just like I would say in the same like walking by faith. It's one of my sayings I always like saying. One of my mentors made it up: commit first and find out the details later. So sometimes y'all, y'all gotta commit to something. Like you gotta actually just action on this thing, even when you don't have it all the way figured out. So it it won't be a perfect play. Like just to even give y'all some insight about my business. Like uh, people don't realize, but when I first started my food industry, like 
winging it was the name of the business before we even knew what food was. You just you just winging it. We were literally just we were just playing with the words and we were just like, we just gonna wing it. We we gonna commit first. We're gonna find out the details. We don't know everything that we need to know right now, but we're gonna find it out. We're gonna we gonna put some action behind this thing. We're gonna show that we committed to trying to do something. So yeah, I mean that's usually starting for a lot of people is a big thing. Um, especially when we get caught up in our head and we start to think about it too much, like you know, he was on the Untitled Podcast the other day. Uh, shout out to Boo. But he said something to me on one of our episodes that he came into the rabbit hole. He said he had something that he lived by is just go ahead and get up in the air, fly, and just put together whatever you're doing while you're in the air. Now, the concept, I get what he's saying, me being scared. Bro, if I get up in the air, goddamn, it's not already be the young. I'm about to say, yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but the concept of what he was saying is the same thing that you're saying is, you know, just go ahead and do it and find out the details later. Put it together as you're going. Just commit. And 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 people will hear him say that and they think too deeply in it. Like, you know, like I said, my fear of being scared of hype, I'm like, goddamn, brother, the shit ain't together if I'm about to get in the air. Cause that fall down gonna, you know, depending on how high I am in the air, that fall, that drop is gonna hurt when I hit the ground. But the concept of where he's going is the same way of what you're saying. Just get there, commit, and start. Put it together as you go because you're not gonna know until you start moving. You You learn from as your mistakes. I'm about to say, yeah, until you start moving, you won't be able to learn. Yeah. Yeah. Cut from your mistakes that you make, Mm -hmm. the good ideas that you have, and you build on it because you keep going. You're like, damn, that was a good idea. That shit worked. How can we build on that to keep that going? You know, or damn, that flop. Let's not ever do that again. Because the L is a lesson, not a loss. Yes, sir. L is a lesson, man, bro. Yes, sir. And, you know, Bro, we definitely, this is something that, you know, everybody got to lock in on because as in, you know, being financial, financially responsible is a big thing if you want to be a business owner. Because just like you said, even with the, if you've never seen a certain amount of money, you know, if you don't know how to save money, you know what I'm saying? How can you go to make more money? Because if you can't save it, your grind is always going to be stressful because all you're doing is replacing all the shit you just spent. Now you're grinding not only to make back what you spent, but you have to find another way to make a profit from zero. You you know what I'm saying? Because you're just spending. How the fuck can you do that? You know what I'm saying? And, and, And how without learning how to lead yourself, how can you get people to trust and believe that you can lead them? Because like you said, not everybody's a business owner. Yeah. And, and, but this is good for even people who aren't. Though. So like you said, not everybody is, 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 is made to have their own, but if they know that they're not a business owner, they're going to always have to work for somebody. A person like you or me who know that, I'm a good, I'm a good listener. I'm a good follower, but I'm a little bigger than that. 
to where I can't always follow because my my purpose is bigger than that. But how do you how do you see and what are the because you've been in management all your life since the day that you know you got that diploma from high school, you jumped straight into that with leadership roles and leadership classes and leadership learning. You know what I'm saying? You had to go through all those avenues. What are some of the things that you had to put within yourself to learn how to lead yourself first while you within those classes and taking those lessons on how to lead the people and gaining the trust of people to know that you can lead them in the best way possible and don't lead them down the path of destruction. Yeah, I mean, honestly, just even something like that, really, I would say when I was younger, man, I was I was learning it. So it's one of the things you commit for again and then you learn it along the way. But I think the best way to kind of explain it um, that people can really just feel it is I think you really just got to get to a space where, you know, you lead by example. Um, so I, I always was like I was going to be a person that led, led by example. But um, really, the biggest thing is just with, with people just wanting to, I would say, just need to trust you. You know, I feel like that's one of the ones that come with time also. You know, you you build trust along the way with people. You build trust with your actions. You build trust with your word. You know, um, I always try to be a manager that, um, you know, you could you could learn, you could learn through me, like you know, and and I I'm open enough to talk to you about it if I needed to, you know, um, and that's something I had to learn. So yeah, that's, I hope that question a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> you know, see, and the thing about it, what you learn, you know, like I said, the dialogue is what we harp on, but even with you know, in my previous at the beginning episode with Lil Cuz, um. We talk about critical thinking. So you may see some people may hear my question and they're not one sentence or just two sentences. If you try to dissect the whole question that I asked, but you know, some of us have the, you know, the mindset of how we answer questions and long questions or long statements or how we look at text messages, how we respond. Most of the time, we end up responding to what? The last damn sentence that we seen. That's what we said. We base our response on the last thing we remember. And most of the time, it's the last sentence that's in that text message. Text message, I'm talking about a goddamn diary long. Yeah, don't send me no diary. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you're going to answer. And like my boy Ye said, man, if, if it's more than a page long, man, I'm, I might not even commit to it. <laughs> <laughs> and for real, because it's like, fuck, you, you know, like, damn, <laughs> I got to take the time fucking read this. It's like, but we look at it too is get to the point, get to the point because, you know, but critical thinking is something that it's a, a layer is it's one thing we got to goddamn have because, yeah. you know, it, without that, man, everything is not going to be black. Everything is not going to be straight to the point. Not everything is going to be black and white. Some things are going to trip you up. And we can't just depend on something being right there, straight to the point and in your face. We got to be able to learn how to navigate through so many things and just use your mind. Yeah. Just use your mind. It's, it's, it's so, it, it's but, not that hard. Well, but you're talking about, you're talking about humans. 
to my people. I know. You know, sometimes, you know, you really, you really can't even get a rise. You can't really get a rise out of people until they feel like they want to do it or, you know, they feel like they actually see, like, you know, the importance sometimes. So I feel you, though, critical thinking is something that we should do and take responsibility. Like, like even when we were talking about the credit thing, like, people gotta, you gotta look to a space where, like, take responsibility of your life. If we have another pandemic, what are you gonna do? You know, if you gotta, if you get in a space where, God forbid, something happens to one of your limbs and you are a person that does a manual job, what are you gonna do? You know, um, even with your children, like, what are you trying to pass down to your children? You know, so I, I just say, yeah, um, yeah, people do need to start looking into the, the details of their life. Because, I mean, it, it gets to a point where, you know, who else is going to save you from your pain? Or who else is going to even care about what you got going on? You know? and, and, you, and that's right. Now, let's, let's, let's switch gears a little bit, man, before we, we, we close out on people. Now, we were sitting here having, this is for our city. Savannah, Georgia, right? We were sitting here. I talked about, you know, what you discussed about, you know, you switching schools and stuff like that, but we're not going to talk about your switch. We're going to talk about, you know, the basketball aspect that we were talking about. And we seen a big conversation of Savannah Lynch. Oh. You know what I'm saying? And Uh-oh. we seen that and I read everybody's response. And I was just like, dang, I get what people are saying. I get it. I get it. I get it. And it's some of them was, you don't want to hurt feelings. We're so afraid to be real because of people getting their feelings hurt. But when you, and popularity contest too. But just speaking fact. Now, a lot of this stuff is opinions too. So you can't, when it comes to the popularity, it's their opinion. Is based on because who they cool with. You got to ride with who your best friend is. You got to ride. And impact, too. You know what I'm saying? Because how somebody probably made you feel in that time. Exactly. Might not have translated into. Your feelings are involved in your opinion, too, right? I'm looking at everybody's responses. I'm looking at everybody's live that they were on actually talking because I think a lot of responses on social media, instead of us sitting, I think Facebook, Instead of going to this dumbass virtual life, I think a lot of debate in Facebook, instead of us sitting there typing, they should have a voice record on the comments. You would get a lot of things differently and you would dissect a lot of things differently on your debate if you hear someone talking rather than you reading someone's responses. I think that's the first step on if he wants to Zuckerberg, if you want to, you know, think about a new trend. You know, that metaverse come out. That's what I'm saying. Instead of doing that shit, you know what I'm saying? Do something that's that's true. That's how about going into something that is real, which is the dialogue. You know what I'm saying? Like take a take a page out of Clubhouse book. You know what I'm saying? Put audio responses on it, right? So I paid attention more to when when span when span was doing his life and he had actual people that he was clicking on and they were talking rather than people typing their responses. He had to read it. 
And you don't want to read, like you said, if that shit is a page long, you trying to get your point across. It's like, what the fuck? There's no, there's no, there's no point. But I love the way he was putting people on and bringing their face on and letting them talk. So as I'm looking at that, right, I'm listening to everybody's response. Now, I'm going to say my opinion. I want you to give me yours, right? Well, yeah. So this is my opinion when it comes to legends and the basketball of Savannah, Georgia. I think and I believe well, that- Well, give them your judge. Give us your, what we judge it off of. Because I think that might be skewed too. So Okay, so yes, I'm going to give yeah. you mine first and yeah. I'm going to give you that out. Yeah, perfect. There's only, I feel like there's only two legends. Okay. In Savannah, Chatham County basketball. Okay. That they are legends. That you can say the GOATs, the best that ever done it, whatever, whatever, is Murdoch and Tim Quarter. Oh. Now, Uh-oh. this is my reason behind that, right? This is about to get interesting, y'all. If we measure in the NBA, in the NFL, what NBA, because we're talking about basketball, if we measure in the NBA greatness by championship, reign, why do we take this small entity of citywide and we just think about stats? And popularity content. How do? Why are we moving the goalposts? Well, technically, they move the goalposts in the NBA too a lot. But in our discussions, um, when you look at people discussing and debating, MJ is going to always be the great because of why over LeBron. But who even said MJ or LeBron was the two goats to be discussed? Because we're using what ring, but we're using goats. Yes, but okay. So we talk about rings, right? Okay. Yeah. But Jordan never lost. Well, I thought we saw my ring. Okay, but when people are giving Jordan's debate of the best, oh, I see. Oh, I see. Say like Jordan, undefeated and never undefeated, lost never. Jordan, yes, but even take it further, Jordan has never lost a championship in his life. I mean, yeah, I agree. He has never lost a chance when the brights were light, where it was lit, and they were bright. He has never lost a championship ever. So not just six and no. In NBA, this motherfucker is any championship he's ever played, he has never lost. But then you look at Murdoch and you look at Tim Quarterman. They have taken not only just the small city of Savannah, which yeah. we can take that as a, we definitely can take that as a W because we think region champ, we used to think region championships was holy shit. But that's just the first step. He took five games of everybody outside of us and most of the teams that they we played outside of us in the state a lot of them only has one or two schools in their county so that means so just imagine if everybody played together in Savannah right they take together and then everybody first of all it's going to be hard or 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 if everybody played together let's see what's a good just two, two or three schools well, let's just say uh, let's just take you take Savannah yeah, High, yeah, Beach, yeah, 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 something like that. And Grove, this is okay. more realistic. About Savannah it. Yeah. High, Beach, and Grove. Yeah, yes. Yeah, okay, like that. so that means Johnson will be one of the ones that you would have to really play around because they're so far out, right? But then you would bring Jenkins, Windsor. Yeah, you would send them to either Beach or Jenkins. You send them to Savannah High because they're closer. 
Jenkins is right on that line where you go to Truman, you go to the so east that'd side. That'd be about four, four, about four good schools compared to. Mm-hmm. So that's what we look at. But then at, you though, take Windsor. People. You take Windsor. Sit on the beach. Okay? Because Windsor, you can still send Windsor to Savannah High, but more than likely you can, you can still say that Windsor is one of them. Windsor and Johnson is one of them ones where players' choice. Players well, choice. I, was, I was just more just getting so people understand, like, in one of these regions, like little counties, it would be compared to us as if it was about three schools. I'll say based Brad off the well. amount of students. Brad well. Yeah, based off the amount of students and people in the uh-huh. area, like it would it would probably be like about four of our high schools put together, not basically the whole Savannah. Like, you know, I I I think Savannah is a lot bigger than spaces, but it would be like half the city. But sure. that's how we get our ass beat so yeah, bad yeah, in the state. Yeah, that we don't have the we don't like have the, the artillery and the one. bullets mm-hmm. that we we don't have enough bullets to shoot in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Because we can go out and get on their ass at the beginning, but we don't have enough to withstand the rest of the game like some of them have because, bro, well, they, they got, got the best in all. I mean, they got the best in their area in all the positions. Exactly. Literally. Every exactly. position. And they usually have a bench. So, bro, he took. Now, a lot of arguments is too now. Tim Quarterman in his time. That's, it's a lot of, it's not, it was not as grit. And grind as when we were in school. When what, we, what, what class were they? 2013. No, what, what were they 5A or 3? Okay, we want to go with that. I forgot which one they was in because we once we graduated, we respect it. Once we graduated, I kind of left. I don't respect no 3A championships, and Jenkins got a 3A championship. I don't. Respect. But they can't control that, though, can you? I, I, I tell people they all the time, playing, bro, cross, you cannot. The big boys. But you can't. You can't. First of all, you're clad, you're put in your classifications by your school size. Yes, students. that's first of all. Really, students. That's yeah, first of yeah. all. Your students. That's how you class. First of all, so you can't help that. But bruh, you can't help who they put on the schedule either, can? I mean, because if they don't beat the patty cake teams, we complain about that. Like, bruh, they're supposed to beat them. But then if you beat all the teams that the cupcakes, you beat them and you dominate them. It's a complaint too, like, oh, well, you supposed to win. We keep moving the goalposts, bruh, and that's unfair. Now it is unfair. Though. It's that unfair. Part, that part is it's, unfair. It's unfair. But I really believe, and then you go to the nine one two part. You gotta add if we're gonna go through a whole nine one two thing. You gotta add Jordan McCray. Oh, that's that's you gotta add that's Jordan McCray because why he has a championship at the highest level. That they have, which is the NBA World Championship. He has a word whether or not he contribute, which he did. He didn't just sit the bench. Jordan McCray was a good player. Exactly, he played. So, bro, you gotta respect because again, with that championship, that World Championship that he had, anything that he comes back down in the city of Savannah nine one two that he does, he will have that clout that a uh, NBA champion. He has the right to say this, 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 and this, and you be like, "Shit, he a champion." <laughs> well, guess what? It might be like our goat. Our goat talk might be skewed, like you said, man, and it might be on some like popularity stuff because that's not like goat to me. If you coming back, but what is a goat then? Like, what is the what a greatest, the greatest of all of, time to but, do something? But, but you got to think about our city. What is the something like? Our city don't even know. Nothing other than gossiping 
But the great part is, what did you take with your opportunity, bro? We so focused on analytics and stats. They ain't talking about no rings. No, talking about no (laughs) rings. I hear people conversing, bro, and it just drives me. And a lot of people, bro, is that's all that they have. And that's understandable, bro. That's just what you have to hinge on, man. And it's sometimes, bro, you got to, we got to get past that golden day age, even with, you know, what I'm saying, I'm bringing up Jordan McCray and, 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 and Tim Quarterman. You know what I'm saying? Murdoch. And first of all, bro, you got to give the man Murdoch his props because, bro, he's in the dirt. He in the dirt. So you, that, that's, just, that's just what it is. He got a championship and he's gone. So no matter what, even if through the lifestyle he lived, he did not have a chance now to even clean up what he messed up. Yeah. So he never had a chance in his 40s and his 50s to make better of what he was or his mistakes he made not capitalizing off of that championship. So we would never be able to know what he could have did differently after the lifestyle that he chose and the route that he chose. So you got to give him that. That's just, that's just respect. He, he won a championship, he, but after that, bro, how long did he live after that through his 20s, through going to 30s, that he would, because after 25, bro, that's when real life hits anyway. How much longer did he live after 25 until his 30s to make better of what the choices that he made? So you got to look at that too. Camouflage too. You got to look at the time that they died. They're still classified as they're adult. But are you really adulting at that time? Yeah, like a 21-year-old, are you really giving them that much responsibility? 23 You know what I'm saying? To make the best choices, though. To make the best choices. To make the best choices. Even Tim Quarterman, right now, bruh, he still has a chance to make better of whatever that he did or whatever he's doing. We can't count him out just yet. And even with that, bro, you can't count the man out until he's in the dirt. What as, as long as he lived, bro, people just, well, damn, man, this, that, and other, he could have did this. Yes, but when you give a person in their 20s something that they never had before, that they could not have imagined, bro, just imagine, just, just think, just take the time and think of how would you react to that shit? I'm gonna let you give me your opinion on yours. No, I mean honestly, I think I think that was some dope opinions. Honestly, and you you actually educated me on a lot of people just now because I think I stopped paying paying attention to basketball probably after about '08. Honestly, so my opinions would come from a different space. So I'm gonna give it to no Doc. Judgment. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely, no. I'm I'm definitely answer. Um, I'm gonna give it to Doc. Um, I personally. I personally think that KC was the best scorer mm-hmm. in like in in the history of Savannah. I'm talking about, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm going with scoring. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I I just feel like you know um, you know that that team was so watered mm-hmm. down that he had. So if he would have took them to another level, then we would have been talking about something different. But that's the same kind of talk we talked with Tracy McGrady. I would say okay, it's kind of like that's, the same. That's your boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's kind of like the same feeling, though. Like, never won a championship on 
My yeah. boy's Adam Irvin. You know, so it's just like one of the ones, but I, I personally think that uh, Casey Mitchell would have translated into any realm and would have went in any of their positions. I, I wouldn't say have won a championship, but would have definitely gave them a problem on the on the opposing side. I would say that, but I, I, I personally say, yeah, it needs to be judged off of at least something consistent with the championship. So I, I agree with you on the Tim Porterman one and the Jordan McCray one. Um, I would say, what's another another low key city legend? Um, yeah, yeah, I just say, yeah. I so say, I, got, I got Casey Mitchell. Okay, so we go to. Uh, Tim Quarterman class, right? Now, anything after 06 starts to get tainted. The water starts to get a lot muddier after 06. The competition level starts yeah. to get spread out a lot more. The talent level starts to is it the the hard work and the grind starts to just keeping the just the athletic ability and not working hard, right? Can because now let's look at this, right? Because if we look at Tim Quarterman class, bro, are we going to now discredit Boxer and Norris's Final Four run for Savannah High? Because you look at the 06 Savannah High team, but look at that 08 Savannah High team. Yeah. And most of and what them two, the 06 learned. And what them two did as two leaders of that team. I, I personally think Norris, um, uh, of a point guard that was outside. I mean, I didn't. I don't know. Tim played court point guard at. Johnson. I mean, it, it, that's that's by that time where it was a uh, positionless game. That's what I was thinking. But I, I I think Norris Norris was the only point guard that Savannah ever had. Ooh. He's the only point guard other than let's just say a thinking point guard, right? Well, you now can't me personally, you can't take boom now. point guard. Point guard, okay. Point guard. Okay, I'm going to give you So, that. okay. Because Boone so, was a scoring, slashing guard, really. He, he really could have played the two just as well as he played the So, 08, right? We did this. We started this uh, Chatham County All-Star team thing. And I hated that. Right? I was so mad. All right. <laughs> so, I was on a team with Norris, Boxer, uh, uh, Tony Scott, um, players like that. So Tony was nice too, but then okay, you he was the point guard of his team, but then we know that he not only can put the ball on the floor, but he was a lethal scorer silently too. Norris was a lethal scorer too, and the best rebound so, point guard I've ever seen. So okay, so now you put me at the point, but then you move him over to now he is on one side and Box is on one side. Now, Boxer is a lethal shooter, but you got Norris on the wing where he can put the ball down with a head fake. That motherfucker first step. Bro, I'll never forget. They would make me guard this motherfucker 94 feet. And, and bro, you know how much room that is for a motherfucker that fast and that got the ball on the string that I have to slide my feet Literally slide my feet. I don't really remember getting ripped that much. Exactly. So because you know why? Because the ball is on the string. So now anybody else, you can play defense and time that crossover to rip or whatever, whatever. But this guy, you really have to slide your feet 
And you just have to keep him and turn him from every end of the court, 10 seconds, or when he gets past, to make sure he does not have any room to go to the bucket for people to collapse for that kick out the boxer or for him to give you a floater. Because let's keep in mind, too, the motherfucker got some long arms. Oh, he was one of the best rebound point guards. He got some I long arms. So I used to hate if being he in the post with him. To the round, he was not dunking the ball because to dunk the ball, you got to have bigger hands to, to cuff the ball. But he was getting up. He was getting up. Oh, he gonna finish as hard as anybody else. So let's go back to 06. You start to look at Weenie and Sean. All right? That was more like 05. Uh, no. But they were on the 016. They were on, that was, Weenie was going to graduate 07, Shaw graduated in 06. But I don't think Weenie was, Weenie wasn't playing no more. He didn't, he didn't finish the second half of the season. 06 was his sophomore year. No, 06 was our, uh. No, you graduated. You graduated 07. That's okay, like, yeah. 05, 06, that's sorry. You know, 05, I'm saying it's like the same year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. it's the same year. He played yeah. the first half. Now, you look at somebody, you were saying Shaw. Shaw is a cold player. That motherfucker was sweet. But let me tell you who was. I'm talking about a dude. He was a double sport and smooth in both sports. Chris Roberts. Chris Roberts played quarterback for Groves at the Sage level. Chris Roberts was on some Kobe shit to see. Yes. Sir Reed. <laughs> yes, I can get lie. to the free throw line and knocking your free throws down. And that and the turnaround with that one leg kick was on some Kobe Bryant. Chris Roberts was the <laughs> coldest player football and basketball Groves have ever fucking seen. Yeah, I'm talking about can dissect the defense and all on football and can put that bitch in a perfect spot in football. The, the, he made Demasi proud in football. <laughs> I'm talking about when you go from Sage that was Michael Vick and can make plays to Chris Roberts who can have plays come to him and Robert slow the it. game down and, play, and make people play his game and play chess. In basketball too. Basketball too. The Savannah High games when Casey Mitchell was a junior, and how Savannah High and Groves was going down in the gold mine. You know what I'm saying? It's things like that that we we soon to forget because of the popularity contest. But you you start to realize, you know, and we forget about people who were good, but the game couldn't translate to the high school round because of choices that they made and stuff like that. Chris Robinson. He never met, he never, the school, oh, this is Little League. Yeah. Chris, Rock, Chris Robinson had a mustache and a beard since we was in eight and under. The motherfucker was so cold when we were little, playing with the stars, playing with the jazz. He was a Cyrus prodigy. He was a Cyrus prodigy. And bro, when I tell you, he was cold. 
But a lot of people, just like Weenie, Weenie was blessed to fall through the crack to get to the school level. But as some of these guys, bro, that was good from, from yay high to a grasshopper that couldn't even, the lifestyle and being a product of your environment sometimes and not having the right backing, bro, they couldn't no, even get to. That, in that age group, we didn't even have like YouTube. Exactly. Anything, none of this thing. Exactly. Focused it. Like we were literally our motivation to do all of it. You know? Exactly. But, bro, my thing is this. When it goes to goat talk, and I grew up in West Savannah, though, I am one to be the one to say this. When it comes to anything that has been great and has put Savannah on the map, you have to give it to East Savannah. Basketball, camouflage, East Savannah route. You got to give props where props is due, East Savannah. And the only thing about it is the product of the environment is what kind of killed the situation. But everything that is, is, is straight that from talent, grit, and grind, East Savannah was able to slip through the crack. They have, that is, that is what the, the famous of the Savannah, Tim Quarterman. Casey Mitchell, Murdoch, three goals that we just talked about. East Savannah, Camouflage, East Savannah. You got to give them that. You know what I'm saying? So it goes back into, bro, we got to spend time with these kids. And the thing about it, what me and you got going on, man, I think, you know, saving the kids and being able to, like you said, being the plug, but when we bring them on, teaching them how to get it, but also how to keep it, and how to not be afraid of sharing that. Because sharing that and not being afraid of just because you're sharing it, you're going to lose it, or they're going to try to step on your head and X you out. And and that's where we have to go and be and be confident on that. Be the example. And, and, and that's the thing, man. Like, bruh, we are going to we are going to give these people, man, something that they've never had before. And if they take what you are about to give them, um, and it's it's you, it's we, but it's about to really be you because I am leaning heavy on you because you have something that you know that I can learn from. And and being a person that is humble and knowing that, you know, somebody has it, just learn from it. And they're not afraid to give it to you. And they're not, and you know, you're not going to use and weaponize that against them to step on their neck or try to shun them out or cheat them or cut their throat. And I'm so excited. You know, this is just step one. And this is just the first episode of what you're about to get. You know, the first one, when he came on, that was just an introduction. This is what you guys are about to get one time a week of this guy giving you knowledge and free game. And if you want to be better, if you want to prosper business-wise, we're not saying he's the most perfect. He he had, you know, we're not saying he's the the creme de la creme, but what we're saying is for in our area, for right now, for someone who is stepping up, 
to to say I got something. And if you guys want to listen, here it is. We take heed. Now, if anybody else feel like they got something too, come with it. Don't oh, sit up there and talk about well, shit. I mean, he think he just that and this and that. We'll bring it because we are open to just, you know, collaboration over competition. So that bring works. it. Let's not look at another person and be like, oh, well, he sway all that. He, he thinking he this, that, and that. The man is really spitting some stuff, bro, that is very useful. And let's take heed to it. And I'm also having it right here where he does not have to keep searching for somebody to talk to in the street. He is going to put it on the airwaves to help you guys. And he is willing to take the time out, man, and give it. So you guys definitely, you know, I I would definitely hope that you take something from this and build on it and definitely comment, like, share, and give us dialogue on what more you want to hear of. Give us questions that you have that we can can go back and and line some stuff up and knowing that that's something that you want to hear. Yeah, definitely. I like that. And, and, but, but let's keep this dollar. Let's not put it on us to keep wondering what you guys want to hear. Let's definitely hear what you want to hear and let's make a plan how we're going to deliver the message to y'all. However, other than that, you know, I want, I'm going to let him run down on his business once again because we got to make sure you guys know. Not only is he's giving financial literacy, but he has a successful business that he's running on his own that he also want to make sure he pull y'all tummy with. <laughs> so let him know what you got on once again, what you got on your wing in it in Savannah, bro. Yes, sir. So um, definitely, guys, we uh, created the first uh, social media restaurant. So uh, definitely the only way you can even keep up with this is actually is if you have social media. So. For stars, you can follow us on Instagram at W-I-N-G, letter N-I-T, S-A-V. Then you can also follow us on Facebook at W-I-N-G, the letter N-I-T, Savannah. And um, basically what we do, um, we basically created, uh, like I said, the first internet restaurant. And we uh, specialize in premium chicken wings, um, vegan options. We do seafood also. Um, we're really known for our dope size, like our fried biscuits um, with cinnamon honey butter on top. Or we're also known for our handcut fries, which you can get like the salt and vinegar fries or our loaded ranch fries. Um, also, we're known for our wing sauces. We do all house sauces. So from our ranch, all our wing sauces, they're all house made. So um, definitely y'all come check us out if you can. Um, we're usually open through the weekend. So the only way you can even know where we are is you have to the pages. Um, definitely if you listen to this now, um, usually it the schedule will already be up. So yeah, uh, other than that, man, we appreciate y'all. And, um, definitely, like I said, we're going to be giving y'all a lot, a lot of free game, um, that y'all can actually go ahead and execute some of this stuff in your real life. And, uh, yeah, man, I, I appreciate, uh, what we about to start, man. I'm here for it. Most definitely, man. And thank you guys for coming once again into the rabbit hole. And it's JP and Kenneth Roche on the FWM podcast. Back with me. Let's get it. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. 
give us our trespasses. I sit in my room and I wonder what kingdom come. I post outside and wonder which corner it's coming from. It's been a long time and I ain't seen kingdom come yet. Hope it comes soon for some shit happen that I might regret. Kingdom and came for my people in hundreds of years. Even though we pray every night and shed billions of tears. Old civilian and children dying every minute. Young thugs and hustlers out they saying, yo, we gotta get it. Never gonna quit it. Cause kingdom come leaving us hanging. And ain't no one to turn to beside the streets and gang banging. Cane slanging. And leaving the victim brains hanging. Young children getting raped. Cause kingdom taking the break. It's fucked up to my generation meeting this fate. Kingdom need to hustle up for it's too late. Tribulations that tries from a new smile. Child with a child. Man, I swear this earth is too wild. Kingdom Say no But I do see Ain't nobody coming to save us The religion they gave us was designed to enslave us Divide us and degrade us Finesse us and persuade us A lot of that shit was made up Damn look at how they played us Yes Exactly like a Sega Since the Genesis Humans losing their innocence Clothed in ignorance Damn Now that's the butt naked truth So what you gonna do Really nothing to lose, but I change A fool to stay the same, playing this waiting game A wise man to change And be the kingdom that came I'm just making it plain, cause we've been taking the pain Like a stake to the veins, thorn to the brain Lynch thrown in the flame In our ancestors' name I say, oh, let it rain Forever and ever, with every endeavor We gon' do it, gotta do it together huh? Yeah Talking forever and never with every endeavor We gon' do it, gotta do it together